Welcome to the Peaceful Corner. Welcome back. So welcome to our first episode, actually, after our intro. Um, we thought that we should start with sharing our experience with regards to PhD. Yeah, I think there's like a general need for people because we rarely hear like experiences from PhDs, like except of the people we know around, but like rarely, rarely you can see like uh, hear experiences from people who went through this whole trajectory of starting, finishing and all the struggles. I thought it was nice like just to share it at least because it can be can be helpful sometimes because you never know in what kind of situations you are and end up and nobody tells you right away so it might be sometimes helpful for people who might now think about starting their PhDs or people who are already in the middle of it or just at the beginning it doesn't matter um, as Matthias now told um, we basically didn't hear from I mean There were, of course, people who finished before us PhDs and yes, of course. shared their experiences. But in general, it's not something, it's not a mainstream topic. So Definitely uh, not. I think that in general, people are not so <laughs> well prepared when it comes to doing a PhD. What kind of, not only technical skills, but let's say also like mental skills <laughs> requires because it's a long journey with a lot of ups and downs. Yeah. And um, I think people are not taking care of that part enough yeah. uh, like uh, they care a lot about the technical skills that you of course so this is like the first thing that we got to know and like what we are like handling with you know, with the situations like you have a problem and then handle your technical skills and then at the end you might just yeah get to the goal but like PhD is kind of different Mostly, like when you already, mostly in most cases, when you reach the level of PhD, you already have the technical skills, but somehow, like, or, or maybe even not, we will come to maybe that even topic. not, but like, <laughs> basically, basically, uh, you somehow face different, different challenges. For example, when you start your master's or your bachelor, there's always someone around, like, who knows better. You always there's a reference, someone who has more experiences in anything. And PhD is kind of different. Sure, you have your colleagues there who have certain kind of experiences, but at the end of the day, you're responsible for your own results. Exactly. So you are responsible for basically everything that happens to you because you are the only one who makes certain decisions in your life. You are ultimately deciding if you're going to do your PhD, if you're going to stay in your PhD or quitting or finishing it and so on. So um, I thought just maybe we can even start talking about our experience, how we did, um, how we did start the whole, uh, the whole thing. In my case, um, I studied pharmacy back in my home country in Serbia. And during my studies in pharmacy, I was always interested and also very, um, how to say, curious about science and um, all the things that chemistry hinds, so to say. Um, yeah, so I did a lot of practical courses, like scientific courses during my uh, pharmacy studies. And at some point I decided to spend my summer um, in Germany. So when was that, actually? Uh, that was, I think, 2013. I think oh. I was a fourth year of, of graduate year of, of, of studies. And um, I decided to spend the whole summer um, in Germany and see how how do those people do their science, so to say, because uh, coming from the 
um, southeastern uh, Europe, you tend to think, of course, which is the end true, that uh, on the West is better, like the better conditions to perform science and so on. But it didn't have nothing to do with that. I was just very curious to see uh, how is life in Germany and what can I learn. So yeah, I spent the whole summer and I really liked the, the whole topic, the whole uh, research group where I um, spent the summer. Where I, where I actually later on did my PhD after I finished the graduate studies. Um, so yeah, it was a very cool experience in the lab and I decided, okay, um, after I finish my, my official studies, I would really love to come back and, and do the PhD. So, but um, at that point, of course, I just know how does it look like to do science in the short terms, like a few months. And when it comes to PhD, you are going to do science for several years. So how were like your first experiences in Germany? Like, I mean, you were already like into science classes and all this vol voluntary stuff besides your normal study, something that I rarely did. But I mean, you took the action, even like went to another country and then you came to Germany. So, so like not that common, I would say, like normal, not the common way of studying which is also yeah, kind of remarkable. I always wanted to do something on the side, so to say. <laughs> like it wasn't enough uh, just to study pharmacy, but I was just passionate about it. And I wanted to yeah, discover more about myself, about other country, culture. And and uh, yeah, it was just a really cool experience. And I thought, okay, um, let, it, let me give it a try. And it was really like that. I, I finished my studies in Belgrade and in 2015, um, I got a position in the in the working group uh, here in, in University of Hamburg. And yeah, that's that's how basically I started. So it was really a pure curiosity. I didn't know <laughs> that much like um, how it's going to look like, like the whole experience. I also didn't have the whole package of technical skills that let's say PhD in chemistry um, requires. So yeah, I'm one of those cases where you can start a PhD even if you don't have all the technical skills that this topic requires. Because if you're focused and you're willing to work and put some extra hours, um, you can definitely get to that level where you can very quickly gain all the technical skills and ultimately also gain the, the results over your PhD. So yeah. Um, but the thing uh, we have in common is we don't know how a PhD is until the moment you until start the finally. Until you start when Same. you're into it. So sure, maybe sure, you, we can, are. you can tell because uh, you were trained chemist, you already had your bachelor and master yeah. degree, so you knew more or less how uh, how the science looks like. You had all the technical skills required. Now the only different thing was time frame. It was way longer. Definitely. And it was a different setup. I mean, and of course, don't forget we were paid. So <laughs> yeah, that's that's we like uh, this is like a huge tea break, yes. and I think that's the point where most of the people are getting kind of blinded, you know, just they get so excited at the beginning to be finally paid, like after five to six years of studying. And then you think finally you made it. And then actually starting the PhD is also like a whole different dimension in that way. So everything is bigger. How, how did you so. start? So maybe you can tell where you did your bachelor and master. I, I mean, as I said, uh, I studied pharmacy and pharmacy is integrated study. So that means we don't have bachelor or master. We just have like composed all five years together, and at the end you write your um, your final like work, 
master um, master thesis, so to say. But as, as I said, it's nothing comparable to the master degree in chemistry that you can gain here. Like the, it's different circumstances. That it doesn't mean that it's good or I mean it's better or worse. It's just different. So yeah, I just came with different background into into chemistry, and Matthias is someone who came with pretty good equipment so funny funnily i actually wanted to study pharmacy in the first place so my i was always very interested into like medicines or like all this you know pharmaceutical ingredients like the api how they work in the body and so on thought it was kind of exciting to do them actually and you know like thinking about something that might help to cure disease so, like, the next best alternative besides pharmacy was studying chemistry, which is, like, a very, very broad field. Like, it's nothing, like, too specific, so you cover up all the fields of that. So, I started, like, with my bachelor in 2009. So, did my did my bachelor degree, like, in 2013. So, started, you know, like, everyone who made a PhD that you started some kind of sidekick of a PhD student, so... They have like huge respect. At least I I used to have that for my for my supervisor. So he was like a walking library. So like you can ask him about anything. So it was kind of kind of guided kind of guided project in the first in the first place. So of course you have during your during your studies some kind of um, like lab practices in that way. So you have like first experiences working with a PhD students. Uh, PhD student or students in that way and work on some small projects but like bachelor was like the first real experience I would say so that you get your hands dirty and start the real work so um, but still everything was kind of guided so and after that I uh, changed the university so went down to like middle of Germany is like small uh, cute town called Marburg which is uh, also very famous for chemistry so uh, the 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 wheel wasn't invented like completely new but it was still a bit different so like more information more expertise in certain fields and then everything got a bit more intense like still working more with phd students like on on your own small projects and then i did my did my master degree there at the tiny group uh, because i kind of realized i like working in small groups because of the different dynamic and um, that you have a bit more freedom so and after that experience in in Marburg, after like two years I was there, and uh, got got to meet uh, like tremendous people there, so still in contact with these, and got back to Hamburg. So I got the chance to do my PhD student, uh, do my PhD studies here, like again at a small group that has not been established so far. So I started as the first guy there, and this is how the journey started, like starting with completely zero. And this was kind of exciting for me, so because it was also something I've never done, so like basically, so the group before that was like founded by a few former master students, and that time two thousand fifteen when I came back, I got all this kind of experiences, and then was at that moment like responsible for everything, like building up something from from zero from the scratch. This was very interesting kind of challenging as well and frustrating but also rewarding in a certain way when I see now what happens to the people but I also didn't know what's going to come up and I didn't know what's expecting me so 
and I don't really know. Like nobody, nobody tells you right away what's going to happen. So I wouldn't say that I developed like new crazy technical skills. I think I found them you, right you were away pretty earlier. Pretty good, um, trained uh, in Marburg. I mean, maybe you can touch just shortly on the differences between maybe your bachelor studies in Hamburg and your masters in in Marburg, like. Um, in a way, like differences between universities and yes, I mean just basically differences the way of working there. You know, like mm -hmm. uh, Hamburg was my only reference so far. I mean, and somehow I get the feeling like I had to, I had to find something else, find something new. Uh, so it was it was still nice, like great people there, but somehow I don't know. Maybe you, you or someone else has the had the feeling that that there's something more and that you had to expand yourself. And then when I came to Marburg, this was uh, also like for me, the first time I was not living with my parents as well. So like first time living on my own feet and new city, new university. So I started basically at zero, like uh, completely new. Weirdly dressed for a chemist, so you, you wouldn't fit in there. <laughs> no, <laughs> typical definitely, chemical definitely not. Like that was uh, yeah, for for people who don't know. Like chemists are pretty uh, relaxed when it comes to let's their... let's say relaxed. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Like how you'd imagine startup uh, employees. So that's that's how chemists look like. like so yeah. Uh, yeah, and then Marburg was just like yeah they, everything was like way more like they had a different focus of course like there was the traditional university very proud of their history and heritage and also like living that concept you know mm -hmm. like everything was more so it wasn't that only like one exam it was all like different talks more text more output in a way and way harder conditions and this was also for me very eye-opening in a way because in my former university i was always like I wouldn't say top of class, but I, w I, w I could say that I was good. You were probably, at some point, you reached that comfort zone. Yeah, that was like, pretty comfort, you know? Like, it was comfortable. I know what to do, and then I didn't have to put too much effort into mm -hmm. that. And then I came there, and then I realized all these people, man, are so crazy about... Not crazy, but like, you know, like even the average guy what had more expertise than you. And then just, that, that's how I felt when, and, I, when I came here to Germany yes. and started with... And then, then I thought, fuck, man, I just have to sit down and... Read some some literature. So after after I went out with my with my roommates, I was sitting down like and was studying mm -hmm. just the basics of chemistry. Like you know, they thought it was crazy, like because I had to I had to catch up a bit. So I was also some kind of inner motivation because you know like nobody know knew you there back then, and then you had to sounds a bit strange, but you had to establish yourself a bit. Mm -hmm. At least, like you know, get in get in touch with the local people, and you know, you don't want to come off as like an idiot. So <laughs> that someone is there. Who's that guy? Like, why is he here? So go back to, I don't know where you come from. So, but yeah, this was this was like a cool experience, and and yeah, so still like oh, it was was cool experiences. It was hard, definitely, it was hard for me, but worth it. So but you got the like the set of skills necessary definitely. to accelerate later on. Definitely. In the PhD. But I just have one question because um, 
for pharmacists it's not so common it is not to do a phd i mean no uh, definitely not at least what i saw here in germany it's not so often probably because um pharmaceutical industry is pretty st strong and <laughs> and huge here in germany so pharmacists, i mean you have a lot of opportunities there are a lot of, not only opening. not only industry there are many opportunities for pharmacists to start to work like from working in a pharmacy or hospital or um, any kind of um, company like considering um, drugs or whatever so there is like a palette of, of jobs that they can find so there is not an urge to do a PhD unless you are just genuinely interested in your um, in science in chemistry or whatever topic you choose or it's sometimes like a good preference if you would um, decide to go into pharma industry then there are higher chances that you will land in a, in a good industry job if you have a PhD but not as a rule like um, really not a rule just like a kind of recommendation but on the other hand with you chemists uh, it's almost it's, mandatory it's different. Well, maybe you can tell it's I mean, like all, out of all of my friends uh, like almost mandatory that like chemists do a PhD like mm -hmm. it's was never really a question like I think I think it's just not one person it's a, uh, now it's like uh, by default you yeah, guys are just not even I won't say not even think to do something different but it's like you all are very much into science so it's like an, almost like a next logical step or is it just the pressure of um, society I would say, and I, I would don't say know. both I mean like if you wouldn't be interested in the science, you wouldn't have survived like all mm -hmm. the time, you know, just and we started with 100 something people and at the end there were just 30, 20 people left. Mm -hmm. So sure, you must be somehow be passionate, passionate about the science. So it, it's still interesting and passionate. But on the other hand, there's the, the big question, like you did never question it doing a PhD. It was like a normal way of doing it. You do your diploma or like do diplomas like bachelor and masters and then directly go into the phd mm. so there's not even considered to for example like go out and get some experiences in industry mm. just like the fewest of the few people do any kind of any kind of um you know internship somehow like in an, in, a, in a company or a startup mm -hmm. or whatsoever mm -hmm. so, so are they afraid or what is i mean i mean isn't it exciting i don't know I mean, we, we never we never really have something like a guidance, you know, what kind of okay. jobs you, you can pursue after that. So That's I think also another thing that I see at the university is that people have no clue what are the options outside yeah. of academia. I mean, on the other hand, you studied for so long and it's like the next logical step. It's kind of similar to university, but you still have don't have to do like the obligations like a student. So you earn a bit of money, you know, it's not like the most like extravagant extravagant salary but it's at least something and i think also it's a bit of comfort zone a bit okay. but on the other hand when you're interested in that why not so, so if someone is for example now considering like should i do it should i not i mean there are some students that even nowadays ask us uh I'm not sure if I should do it or not. What What would you tell them? I mean, I will tell from my side, but we'll just. I mean, just you tell to your younger younger colleague. My younger colleague. It, I mean, depends what you want. Mm -hmm. So, let's be honest. Like in the jobs nowadays, you really don't need a PhD sometimes. So it's just the thing of, you know, you showed with that two 
to like letters in front of your name that you're capable of doing a project so and on your own, on your own. so like time like how to manage certain situations and i think and this is also very resilient yeah that, that for sure <laughs> towards frustration but, i mean like for some standard jobs and so on like i don't know if it's like really necessary so i think this was nice experience it was very like helpful I don't know, like, you don't really question that way of, like, jumping or transition from master to, to the PhD. Mm. Just go for it, you know, just more or less... Of course, if you, if you feel it, like, you, you really have to... Also some kind of peer pressure, you know, like, yeah. all your friends, all your friends or colleagues are doing it, and then so everyone is asking, yeah. okay, what, why are you doing a PhD when you're not staying here, so... Mm. And then if I think about it, like, my former colleagues around myself who like finished their masters, everyone did a PhD yeah. or is doing still. Yeah. So But I think it's also important to say that it's not ultimately necessary to have a PhD in no. order to yeah. get a job after your master studies. I mean I also told to some younger students, if you feel like you would like to see the world outside of academia, I mean just do it. Just go outside for a year or two, whatever you think it's necessary. And you can always go back. I mean, uh, sure, maybe not. Sure, it's not like it's the most attractive thing to like yeah. coming from a job and then go back to PhD. Go back to the lab. <laughs> yeah. But it's not impossible. So um, I think it's just finding this, like you have to find the right reason. Why are you going to do that? Um, it, it really has to be aligned with yourself and. Of course, that there is um, a lot of motivation because there will be a lot of obstacles definitely during your PhD. We will talk about that probably in some other episodes. Um, but there has to be uh, curiosity and passion around it. Otherwise, uh, you will suffer a lot. At the end, exactly. you probably won't even finish. Exactly. So I think you, the most yeah, critical condition is that you must be at least passionate about science. Not necessarily about science, but just be curious about something and don't get discouraged by like any kind of, you know, what kind of, what kind of things, social like things, social, I mean, whatever. Yeah. Ultimately, you should always just listen to yourself. Um, sometimes your surrounding won't completely understand your decisions yeah. and they don't need to, but no. you have to be aligned with your decisions it just has to feel right yeah. and uh, and even afterwards if you realize that maybe that's not something for you it's not the end of the world i mean you you can you gain immense experience out of it you learn something out of it and you can go further so if that's something that spark, like sparks a joy inside of you and curiosity uh, why not just go yeah you go should but you should not do it because of the sake of that somebody tells you you have to do it you know just you you can you can spot right on like the persons who are doing that because someone told them it's like the next appropriate step you have to do it although you don't want to so you see these people who like you know, i mean you can spot them really easily like that they're not too passionate about the thing and just like you know, chill and then because because a phd is really not like a nine to five thing so it always hunts you so i mean it means your project. I mean, it's part, like, huge chapter in your life. And although, sure, you get a contract and everything like that, but it's not like a normal job. So, mm. therefore, some people, I think, misunderstand that in a way. So, 
it's always so important to have like a work-life balance. It's it's all fine, but like I think a PhD is like a huge, huge thing in your life, and you shouldn't treat it like a normal job. Like I'm sure there are phases that that might come up that some things are very shitty and. And, you know, like they demotivate you, but still, like it's that's that's like the vital part of the PhD at the end of the of your trajectory that you like know sometimes how to motivate yourself, how to push through some 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 urgent situations, how to lead certain people because you will never like be alone. So just like it can't be like it. So that you like like a tennis player working on your own or playing on your own because you always need a team. You always have to rely on certain colleagues. And so although you don't like them, sometimes it can be hard. But It's a lot of uh, like cross-collaboration with it a is. lot of colleagues. You're never alone in it, but yet it's only your project. So only you are going to work on it. So th therefore, you just have to be prepared like uh, to own it. Right, ownership is very important uh, to take all the good and bad sides around it, uh, but never forgetting that you are never alone. Like never, you always have your colleagues around you, um, or like people from other working group. In your case, you were pretty much alone because you were the first PhD student of your professor. Um, but nevertheless, there were other working groups where you can always find support and and you can ask questions and so on. So yeah, it's just important to. One, uh, figure out why are you going to do that? Just find the reason why. I think that's in general like the biggest thing ever. Yeah. So just really, really think about deeply if you really want yeah. that. Get the clarity around it. Sure, like I must say, I think it's pretty cool to have this two letters in front of your name, but it shouldn't be everything, you know, that you decide to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just be ready that you're going to invest quite some time i think invest is <laughs> like the right few years of your of your life uh it's a huge investment it's a huge work on yourself not only on your project um because you would just gain amazing skills such as like as i already said resilience uh towards frustration frustration level is immense it's, it's very immense because out of i don't know let's say 100 experiments that you're going to do probably 95 won't work out so and you have to be fine with that you know just going still going every day into the lab still setting up reaction experiment whatever that is not losing motivation i think persistence is the key during your phd and of course it's always when you're persistent putting putting your energy and focus into it at the end you you get that so-called lack <laughs> which is described as pre preparation meets opportunity Luck, and not lack. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, you must be like aware that it's the biggest difference, like between your studies or like un, your undergraduate uh, things, like the bachelor, or master, or any kind of internship you do. There's always someone that guides you more or less. So, but this thing is like completely your own. I mean, there's still your supervisor. You can ask them for advice, but. But still, like at the end of the day, you're like totally responsible for any kind of actions. So it's not like kindergarten anymore. So I mean, it's also great because you, you gain immense confidence out of it. You yeah. know that in a completely unknown uh, field, you were capable to make something like, like literally make something out of nothing. And I think that's such a great skill that is so much appreciated in, in industry or wherever you're going to land afterwards. It's very much appreciated. People know that people that like uh, people who went through PhD experience are 
very well equipped with those so-called soft skills but it's basically like persistence resilience motivation like you're completely self-motivated like you know how to motivate yourself and nobody has to take care about you in in that case you know to 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 guide you or in your just playing on your own but still you're always collaborating with everybody so yeah yeah i think um we could slowly wrap it up i mean we just wanted to give a short it was like just like a, a, a mashup of mashup of our what's our about to come more or less so mm, yeah so yeah we just will go more into details of um how to choose the right working group what about the financing um uh, how does daily life of a phd look like and so on yeah what to do in certain certain moments like exactly when life beats you down so what do you do like what do you do then yeah or when you don't have a positive result after one and a half year <laughs> and yeah so those are all topics that will come in the next episodes but yes like so the yeah, i hope it was useful for some of you yeah just like at least take your time think about why you want to do that and don't do it for the wrong reasons because other people tell you you should do it but just you should do it for your own and that's like i think something that's something that some people don't understand till the end of their phd they think they do it for their professors and actually you do this thing for you how like how stupid it might sound like from a f- some kind of quotation book or so but mm-hmm. i mean you do it at the end of the end of the day for you like not for anyone else mm-hmm. and um it's it's like a life-changing experience definitely so i, I can say that for both of us for both we are of very also very grateful for the the huge experience that also like build a strong bond between us because we went through very similar challenges at, at at the same time so yeah it's uh, it's a great experience definitely to go through i'm very very grateful for everything that i learned all the the skills that i gained and the person who i become ultimately so yeah i can i can only recommend it if you're going to do it for your right reasons actually yeah okay so we can wrap it up now um thanks for listening i hope to see you uh, in the next or hear you (laughs) in the next episode peace